Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word today. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your spirit today. Thank you, Father God, that we can worship in both spirit and in truth. Thank you again, Father God. This is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And Lord, I speak to all minds of all men in this house and in this community. Lord Jesus, I pray that we would take every thought captive to the obedience of you, to the obedience of Christ. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that every good and pleasing and noble thing that we would meditate on today. I thank you, Lord Jesus, by the power of your word that we would be transformed through the renewing of our mind today. Lord Jesus, open up our minds, open up our hearts, open up our lives today for you to be moved by you, to hear you, to be changed by you, and to be the lions that you have called us to be in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's give God some praise this morning. Shake at least two hands of two mighty men. For some of you, that's going to get you moving. Because don't leave any man behind. Jared, why don't you come a little forward? Cyrus, come closer. Maybe the anointing of that hair will rub off on me, Cyrus. I believe in Jesus' name. Let it grow. Let it grow. Well, thank you, men, for joining us again online. And yes, I have my my father is joining us. Oh, here's Christopher again. Christopher, Pastor Christopher from Africa. And I will get uh, Pastor Rudy, actually, to try to get him back on. I just missed. Or you can pass that to Jared once we get that going because you're multitasking. And uh, we did have a note online that the men were asking for the audio to be turned up online. So hopefully that got taken care of. If you can hear me in-house, downstairs, online, Logan or Scott, whoever's down there, if you don't mind turning the volume up a little bit for online guys, that would be great. Uh, But thank you, pastors that are joining us from all around the world, from Alberta to Africa. How cool is that? From Alberta to Africa. And uh, just a reminder, if you guys can uh, go on YouTube, like, share this message today, today, share some of the other messages. You know, are we not called to share the gospel? And are we not called to reach every available person by every available means? Our media team and our production team go above and beyond. We got guys that got early up early enough today to sit behind cameras so we could get the message of the gospel out to other men all around the world. Now, organically through Spotify, we are reaching men where, Pastor Rudy? All over the world. Yeah. Give us a few places. Russia, Switzerland, USA. Um, uh, oh, there's a whole bunch of them. All right, that's not a bad start, hey? So you're not the only man that got up or they're listening to God's word today. So you are part of a bigger picture. Why not be even more a part of it and make sure to like and uh, share this because you're liking God's word. Okay, so we're going to talk about boundaries this morning. We're going to talk about boundaries right from the beginning. In the very beginning, we're going to go there. Uh, But before we do, uh, just a couple of things that have been on my heart. And, and they won't be uh, uh, any surprise to you. But in this world, uh, we seem to have more freedoms than we've ever had before. And yet people feel more insecure. 
They struggle with their identity and they are more isolated than they've ever been and they trust less than they've ever trusted before. Go figure. Unfortunately, this also means that um, suicide is up, depression is up, addiction is also up. And why is that? And I believe it has to do with the lack of healthy, godly boundaries. But before we get into all that, I want to share with you a snapshot of the book of Genesis, the very first book in your Bible, so it's really easy to find. Uh, and I've made my notes available to you men online. Uh, there's also a QR code that'll probably show up on the screen if you didn't come early enough to get a printed thing of the notes. But you know what's nice with having the digital version of those notes is the fact that we can take it and share it with other people. Right, you could take it as your own note. So if you go to U version on the, is the QR code up there? Go ahead, Aiden. He's on it. In three, two, one, go. Okay, now, now, there it is. Download the message notes here. So if you, would you take out your phone right now? James has got his out. Take it out right now and just try that. See if it works. Make sure it takes you to the right page, and then. Now you can follow along, add your own notes in there, and please uh, share it with other men uh, this week. If you just listen to me, you're going to retain like 7%, but if you take notes, you're going to retain 70%, according to Harvard. But what do they know? <laughs> so let's go through a snapshot of the book of uh, Genesis. Uh, the storyline divides into actual two, two parts, duh, for all you French out there, uh, Kyle in Montreal, that's duh, un, duh. Don't ask me to count past 10, but actually I can. I did take French immersion. But there's, it's divided into two parts. The first is chapters 1 to 11, which is the story of God and the world. All right? In just, just 11 chapters, you can hear about the story of God and the world. In chapters 12 to 50, he tells the story of Abraham and his family. And the two parts are connected uh, by a hinge in the story that's, uh, that happens in chapter 12. We won't get into all that today, but it helps us understand um, the, me- the book and how it is read. Now, the book begins with God talking, uh, or taking, sorry, disorder and darkness, and it, is, and it is described in the second verse, and God brings out order and beauty and makes a world where life can flourish within a set of boundaries. So again, God creates this beautiful world, and he sets up boundaries so that we can thrive. And God makes uh, humans, and the word is Adam in Hebrew, by the way. You might not know that, but Hebrew word Adam, A-D-A-M, Adam, means human. So in God's image, he creates both man and he creates a woman, and which has to do with their role and their purpose in the world. You see, we were made to be reflections of God's character out into the world. You've heard me say, you know, a lot of times what we, um, what we reflect is what we project. And just like Adam and Eve, we were appointed to be God's representatives in the world. Isn't that right, James? I need some talking here. Just tell me if you're awake. Okay? All right. Thanks, Coach Dalton. You see, we were meant to to harness its potential. We were meant to care for it. We were meant 
to make it even better, make it a place where life can flourish as caretakers. So, three points, very quickly. First of all, we were meant to be a reflection of God's character. If you didn't write that down, that's in your blanks. Point number two in Genesis, we find that we are representatives of God's rule. Point number three, to harness creation's potential and create beauty and order. Someone say order. Now that's a tall order. Come on. None of it works without healthy boundaries. You know, what we say yes to, what we say no to, needs to be in context to God's plans. And not just our own. Healthy habits create healthy horizons and healthy boundaries ensure God's blessing. How many would like some more blessing in your life? Come on. How many would you like some more boundaries in your life? How come I didn't get as many hands on that one? (laughs) We'll get there. So God gives them this garden to start building this new world. And here's the key. They have a choice about how they are going to go about building this world. And that represented it. And that's represented, representing, represented by, there it is, the tree of knowledge. Come on. Of good and evil. Until this point, God has provided and defined what is good and what is not. Now God is giving humans the freedom of choice. Say choice. That's right. And and are they going to trust God's definition of good and evil and stay within the boundaries of the blessing? Or are they going to go outside the boundaries to seize autonomy and define good and evil for themselves? Hmm. The stakes are really high. To rebel against God is to embrace death. Because you are turning away from the giver of life himself, and this is represented by by the tree of, uh, of life. That's the one. Thank you, sir. And in chapter 3, a snake, someone says a snake, a snake enters into the story, and the creature is rebellious against God and wants to lead the humans into rebellion and into death. The snake tells a different story about the tree and choice. Man, be careful who you listen to. It may sound good, even look good, but that doesn't mean that it is God, especially when it goes outside the lines of covenant and boundaries. He tells them that it won't bring death, but life, because they will become like God themselves. And this is ironic, because we already know that they are made in the very image of God to reflect the image of God. Made in His image to reflect His image. Instead, what do they choose? Instead of trusting God, they go outside his boundaries. They take the knowledge of good and evil for themselves. And in that moment, the whole story spirals out of control. 
The first thing that this impacts is their relationships with each other, Adam and Eve. You see, they feel vulnerable, naked, and they can't even trust each other, so they hide their bodies from each other. The second casualty is the effects that with their intimacy with God. They run and they hide from God. So when we go outside of God's boundaries, we can see how, in fact, it creates insecurity between those that we love the most and, most importantly, God. Without boundaries, we lose our bond. I'll say it again because I don't think it's in your notes. Without boundaries, we lose our bond. They actually start blaming each other. Adam and Eve start blaming each other for the act of sinning. So God de declares to the humans and to the snake the consequences for their actions. The snake will eat dust. <laughs> Someone say, eat dust. A descendant will come from the woman and strike the snake's head. The victory will come with a cost because the snake too will deliver a strike to the heel of the deliverer. But the heel of the deliverer will crush the snake. You see, there will be a wound on the victor, Jesus. This is an act of God's, yet this is an act of God's grace because even though the humans have rebelled, even though they chose their own way instead of God's way, even though they went outside the boundary, God would still promise to send a rescuer to reunite them again. And now this doesn't erase consequences for the humans. This doesn't erase consequences for our decisions. He mentions that every aspect of their lives will have grief and pain and lead to death because of their rebellion. Well, Pastor Matt, this all sounds great. Well, it's only going to get better. For Romans 6, 23, Paul says this to the church in Romans. He, it says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we know how the story ends, but let's go to the beginning and see what we can learn from the start. So let us now read all together. Genesis 1, starting in verse 1. Let's give it up for that word. I get more excited actually about this stuff. I wish there was more time for it, um, but please keep the conversations uh, going. Uh, speaking on words, the Lord has really pressed on our heart to get ready. Uh, we have the Victory Conference coming out, West, West Coast Victory Conference, National Conference. We're going to have mighty men that sit in the office of the prophetic that are going to have a word, a word for the church and a word for you. And Rick reminded me, um, the first time I think you got a word, you and Kamala came prepared. You were fasting and you were praying, prepared for a word, and you got a powerful word. 
And I would just encourage you to prepare for the word of God that he has for you. He's going to speak to you through the word today. I know that. It's going to be relevant too. But be prepared. And if you haven't yet signed up for the Western Conference, please do so. It's on our website. It is free. But don't think it didn't come with a cost. There is a lot of men and women that have laid down their lives and gone before us and sacrificed and are listening to the word of God so that we can hear the word that he has for us as men. You with me? All right, and that weekend, Pastor Morris is also going to be sharing at the, in the men's group in the morning, so let's fill the house. So let's, uh, yeah, come on. Uh, let's just look at that first verse. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, okay? So the first verse tells us a lot. We could just sit here and just unpack the verse all morning, but we're not going to do that. But it does tell us that God is the creator of the universe, and he established the boundaries even through his creation. That tells us that cre- the creativity lies within God's boundaries. Creativity lies within God's boundaries. So the first point is that God created boundaries. Well, like, this isn't rocket science, but you need to know the purpose of something. If not, you will abuse it. More importantly, you need to know the designer. You need to know the creator. If you're going anywhere else for answers, you might not get the right answer, right? Go check your source. Dial into your There's a lot of apps and things that we are dialed in, notifications that are coming up all day long. But I got to ask you, are you dialed into the creator? Are you dialed into God's word? Because anything else might look good, seem good, even taste good, but it might not be God. So he's right from the beginning. He says, look, I've set boundaries in place so that you can be creative. That also tells us that there is a design and there is a plan, okay, with his boundaries. It's order. It's a work of art. It is by design and it is created so that in the world we are to function according to his plans, not just ours. So let's squash this idea right now that boundaries were meant to be broken. Come on. Yeah, how well did that work for those people that break those boundaries, eh, Rick? Not so good, good, he says. (laughs) No blessing in that. You see, let's squash the lie that boundaries actually keep us back from enjoying life and enjoying it to the fullest. They were actually created by design to be a blessing so that we could enjoy life and have life more abundantly. Jesus himself said in John 10.10, let's get this straight, man. The thief, who's the thief? Satan, the devil. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. But how many of that always came back to boundaries? Even the religious leaders that studied the first five books of the Bible, the law, always came back to the law. We learned last week an expert in the religious law said, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And the Lord says, what does the law say? What does the word say? In Deuteronomy 6, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Emphasis on all. 
and love your neighbor as yourself. That everything hangs off this. One could even say within it are the boundaries of blessing. Jesus set the boundaries. Why? So that we could win. And we need to know what those boundaries are. Setting boundaries will help us avoid becoming overwhelmed and stressed, becoming overworked and being burnt out. All in the name of love. Even Jesus set boundaries so that he could rest and refresh his body and soul. Matthew 14, 13 of the New International Version says, when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. I'm reminded again and again, too, that the Lord started, our Lord and Savior Jesus started his morning off early, even before the sun came up. The Lord has really shown me in this season, I cannot be sleeping in. And, and Darcy, we're having a hard time even sleeping, isn't that right? But the Holy Spirit is waking us up and saying, awake. Be alert and of sober, of sober mind. The devil is like a lion who's prowling around to seek and destroy. Wake up. Get up early. Change things. You want different results? Do something different. Maybe get up earlier and start in the word, you know, Bible before beans, like we learned a while ago. That still convicts me today, eh, Rick? Every time you can condition yourself in habits that you think they're not a bad habit, but they're not a beneficial habit. How much more beneficial would it be, you know, to, to go to the word instead of going to a dirty cup of water in the morning? You know what I'm saying? I still like my coffee. Don't get me wrong. But just those little things that we can do that can have a big impact on our life to create healthy boundaries so that we can have the blessing. And it's, it's all there in God's word. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands. Watch poverty overcome you. And the world wants you to sleep in on all the opportunities. The world wants you to have no boundaries. The world says, don't even go to work. Just stay home and work on your laptop. You can do the same thing there. You know what the enemy's trying to do? Isolate. He's trying to get, ah, let's spread the gospel. You don't even have to do church in-house. Why don't you just do church online? Come on. Do not the, forsake the gathering and the assembly even more as the days approach. Try that in your relationship with your wife. Okay, honey, you know, like we're not going to sleep together anymore. We're not going to connect together in person anymore. We could just have a relationship online. No. <laughs> Someone say, hell no, heaven yes. <laughs> Come on. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you for your word today. In verse 4, it says, God saw the light was good. Oh, someone say the light is good. good. All right? And he separated the light from the darkness. The second point is God created space. Okay, not just outer space, but inner space. God created boundaries. God created a space in your heart. God created a space in your mind, a space in your being, a space within the boundaries that you can thrive. That's why we said this morning, we take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That's a boundary. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything flows from it. That's a boundary. You let things in, even things like we learned last week, anger, you give the devil a foothold. 
right? Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. Do not become angry. You can have the feel of, of anger, but the matter is what do you do with it? And do you know that your passion needs to be in the right place? Because if it's in the wrong place, it's outside the boundaries. Praise the Lord. You know, Harvard did this cool study, and I keep coming back to it, and I'm reminded of it every time I look out those windows and I see the elementary school across the street. They took a playground. They actually took two playgrounds, identical playgrounds with the same group of kids. The first playground that they send the kids into has absolutely no fences around it. And they watched and observed how the kids played. The kids were insecure. The kids didn't interact with each other as much. You know, and they couldn't, they're like, what's going on here? They tried an identical playground with fences around it. And would you believe within the fences, the kids were happier, they played more, and they interacted with others more. They felt more secure within the boundaries. That's why God created boundaries. So that you can trust in him with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding. That you would understand that he created this world and within it he created boundaries between husband and wife, between male and female. And the boundaries and the position and the place that we would go within his blessing. But yet when we try to take matters into our own hands and we say, well, rules were meant to be broken. All oh, this doesn't apply to now. That's when we miss out and we wonder why we're not thriving in a certain area of our life. So the study concluded that when we know the boundaries, we are more likely to be confident and we are more likely to be successful in life. And that was just Harvard. Imagine if Harvard was using the word of God. That's just, that's just basic understanding of boundaries. Right? If we have them, we'll be happier and we'll be more successful. The same goes when we know God's word and when we know God's plans and when we operate within them, that we're not just hearers of the word, we are doers of the word. It's when we try to play outside these healthy boundaries based on our understanding that we fall and that we fail to trust God and that we experience hurt, we experience isolation, insecurity, and we miss our way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. In Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 is that reoccurring verse that keeps coming up. This says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all ways that you would acknowledge him because he promises to make your path straight within the these are boundaries, boundaries of trust, boundaries of who you put your trust in. Where are you putting all your weight in this season? In verse 28, God blessed them and he said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish and the seas and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Point three, God's blessing is in the boundaries. It's in there. We rule not because of religion, but because of our faithfulness in relationship. When we are aligned with God's boundaries, we will be able to... No, let me rephrase that. 
we won't be able to contain God's blessing. If you're within the boundaries, you will not be able to contain God's blessings. It's when we hold on to our own ways and our own thing, when we try to contain it in our own boundaries, that we really contain a burden instead of a blessing. In Malachi 3, uh, 10 to 11, it talks about the principle of the tithe. It says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me says this, says the Lord Almighty, and see that I don't throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there is no, there is no, no room to contain it. Come on. No room to store it. What does Jesus say about storing treasures on earth? They rust, right? Moths get at them. Do not store up treasures on earth, but store up treasures in heaven. Come on, someone say, lightweight. <laughs> Wait, some of you within your own boundaries are carrying a heavy burden of stuff. God wants to bless you with stuff, but more importantly, he wants to make you a blessing. If you hold on to stuff and you are not faithful with the stuff, you are not a good steward of the stuff. You do not pass on the stuff and what God has given you, what God has teach you, it will only grow moldy because you missed its meaning. Rivers... Rivers, not reservoirs in this house. We are a church of generosity. We are men of generosity because the gospel is generosity. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. The promise of Abraham is the promise of you. I will make you a blessing. But if you try to hoard it within your boundaries, the gifts and talents and abilities God has given you, they will only fade like everything else in this world. You know, we got Egyptians that have big tombs that were built with all kinds of gold and treasures and even servants they buried with them that they could never take with them. They didn't go anywhere, did they? Naked you came, naked you will leave. But what you do on this earth with what God has given you will have an impact for an eternity. Imagine what you could do starting right now within the right boundaries. Imagine the blessing so much that you can't contain it if you are faithful to his boundaries, his principles. And one of those things, man, Matthew 6, 21 says, where your treasure is, your heart is also. God is after your heart, and you cannot serve two masters. There's a boundary. And that boundary, he said, is me first. I, it's, I, it's all his. We're supposed to be stewards with, of it all, and he doesn't want just 10% of our lives. He wants all of our life. That's like your starting point in obedience. When you start to realize it's way more than 10% that you give to God, we live our lives as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing unto the Lord. This is our true and proper worship. Living sacrifice. That's at least a knee slapper, hey, for the Lord. Come on. I know on one hand you got notes in there, so. God commands a blessing that goes beyond what you can contain. And it goes beyond what the world offers, just like the serpent, what the serpent tried to offer. that was already theirs. You will be like God. I am like God. 
I was made in his image. I was made to reflect that. Oh, come for this thing. Go for that thing. I got everything I need right here. Right here. I'm going to stay steadfast in what the Lord has called me to do. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. All right. Verse 15. The Lord God took the man and he put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And verse 16 says, and the Lord God commanded, what? Commanded the man, you are free to eat from every tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when, it, when you eat it, you will certainly die. From the beginning, God gave man responsibility and boundaries. From the, it hasn't changed. God has given you responsibilities, and he's also given you boundaries. We have responsibility as men to reflect the character of Christ, to make his world a better place for our kids to thrive and not just survive. And if we keep trying to create our own boundaries based on the worries of this world, instead of the word of God, we will lose. But if we lose our life, for his sake, and submit to his boundaries, we will be blessed. Luke 17, 33, whoever seeks to pres preserve his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life will keep it. Adam and Eve lost their lives because they tried to do the things their own way instead of God's. And God sent a new Adam, Jesus to pay the price, to crush the head of the snake. It bit God's heel. But because of what Jesus did, we can be healed and set free and operate under the blessing of the blood. Stand with me, men. Boundaries are God-given blessing. And I pray, let's pray right now. Lord Jesus, I pray that your Holy Spirit would continue to convict, to lead us, to guide us, that we would recognize your voice and not the voice of another. Lord, that we would operate within the blessing of the boundaries. Lord, when you cause us to pause in your presence, when you cause us to stop for a moment and seek you first in all things, give us a heart of understanding. Give us a heart of trusting in you even when we don't understand. I pray, Lord, that the blessings would chase these men because of the boundaries that you have set before us today. In your name we pray, amen. So now, men, you've been struggling with boundaries. Everyone has. You've been struggling with boundaries and yet you, you've missed the blessing. Jesus just wants to come on in. In Matthew 7, 7, seven verse 7 to verse 8, it says, Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you will find, and knock, and the door will be open unto you. The Lord has given you the Holy Spirit. It's up to you if you will ask and receive what he has given to you. When he ascended to earth after he died on the cross for your sins, when he paid the price, because of our choice when he took death upon himself so that we could be reunited in relationship with our heavenly father
when he rose from the grave three days later and he said to his father in heaven he said Lord make them one as we are one he gave us the opportunity to choose and to set the boundary in our heart but at the center of all of that at the nucleus of your heart needs to be Christ for Paul said in Romans 10 verse 9, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that we will be saved. If we believe that God the Father has raised his son from the grave, we will be saved. So I want to do that now. I want to lay aside whatever things that have been getting in the way. We want to put them at the foot of the cross today. And we want to receive the goodness that God has for us that comes with the boundaries that he wants to make clear to us. And it's all right here starts with an act of belief and an act of confession so men would you just pray with me right now say dear Jesus I confess I confess that I have sinned I have I confess that I have maybe set up the wrong boundaries and I've missed your blessing I believe I believe that you came and you died for me for my sins for my freedom would you come into my heart? Would you be the center of my heart? The center of my life? Would you be Lord over my life? I turn from my ways. And I step into your boundaries. And into your blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just keep your eyes closed, heads bowed. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, or you're coming back to him in this moment, everyone's eyes are closed and heads are bowed. Ben, just give me a thumbs up. Put your thumb up right now. Say, that's me. I'm here. I'm coming back. And I'm stepping into the blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Same thing online. If that was you watching online today, you can give me a thumbs up emoji. You can do that. That'd be great. If you're listening on Spotify right now, you can private message me at Matt at wherepeoplematter.church. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to God's word today those of you that are in-house, if you came today and and um, maybe you received Jesus, but you haven't yet been baptized, we are commissioned to make disciples going into all the world, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so every time we gather, every time we come together, we do for one what we wish we would do, what we should do for the 99. And as we make a way, because God is the way. And so we got water in here. going to ask two men with muscles to come and lift these lids right now. We fill it out of faith. And out of obedience, because part of our walk in discipleship is that we do just that. In Romans, it says when we go into the water, when we are immersed in the water, it represents when Christ went to the grave, that we are buried with him. And when we come up out of the water, where we are baptized through Christ, through his resurrection, it's exactly that. We are resurrected with him. We leave it all behind and we leave it in the water. And if you'd like to step in in your journey with Jesus today, be baptized just come forward as we worship now let us sing thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry if you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link and don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends see you next time